Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is the Mark Boris Podcast. Okay, good morning. Uh, here we are, great day here in Sydney. I haven't done this for two weeks now and I'm looking forward to this. We've got three lovely ladies here, each got a, a totally different um, business idea and we're going to have a talk to everybody about it. So first off, we've got George here, which I guess is short for Georgia. Uh, Georgia um, is um, in the business of cafes and she's just opened up a new cafe in Paddington. We're going to talk to her. We've got Jen George, who we all know well. Uh, Jen George has been around for a long time in this show and... Uh, most of you know what she does, and she's in the recruitment business, but one shift primarily, which is one of the ones that we talk to her about often. And Jen's going to join me talking to these two ladies here, and we're going to grill them a bit. We're going to find out what the hell is going on in their lives. And then we've got Jane, and Jane's from Shopo, and uh, that's something totally new to me. I haven't heard anything about Shopo, so I'm, I'm very curious and enthusiastic to find out what's going on there. So I might just get a quick update from Jen George. Where's she up to? What are you doing? Yeah, sure. Um, besides harassing you first thing this morning, um, I am doing a business called Skilled at the moment. Skilled is Tinder for talent. We've got about um, over 120,000 users now um, and thousands of businesses around the country paying 50 bucks a month to connect directly with staff. We're using all sorts of machine learning, artificial intelligence and big data to actually tell businesses before they need to know that you need staff, whether it's against your revenue or somebody's about to drop out or whatever the case, we want to be a part of your business. Um, and also OneShift, which is obviously um, marketplace with about 700,000 users connecting for full-time and part-time work around the country in lots of different categories. Um, but why we're here today is also to talk about like-minded bitches drinking wine. I hope we can swear, by the way. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which has um, 7,000 women um, who run their own businesses. Uh, Jane and I started this together um, to collaborate, connect, and um, you know help each other grow faster and smarter. Okay, you're involved in that business, Jen. Yes. Uh, what do you call it? Like-minded bitches drinking wine. Oh, that's wine. actually the name, like-minded yeah. bitches. Okay, drinking wine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Is it like uh, business chicks? Um, it's different from business chicks where you don't pay membership fees. Um, oh. You don't come and watch one speaker for a breakfast kind of format. Um, we have a Facebook group where you can literally post anything and you'll get experts coming back at you going, hey, I can help you or I've experienced this myself. Um, so it's very tailored and personalised. And I think our format is more about making friends um, in the industry and then when you need help or you can help somebody else, people give back. And I think that's important. So when you're... you're great at this whole concept of marketplaces. Um, this is another marketplace, I guess. 
Yeah, I guess it is. It's, um, I think when you find uh, something that people are passionate about, um, everyone wants to get involved and you create a space for them to do that. So whether it's, you know, candidates being able to choose when they work and how they work, but for this it's, you know, women like these three women or the three of us sitting here, it's, you know, we just need sometimes a bit of help or happy to help others or, you know, that sort of thing. So create a marketplace and people join and, you know, we're getting 200 women a day signing up now. Do you think women are better at that marketplace community style stuff than blokes? I'm biased, yes. <laughs> no. no, but seriously. Yeah. I, th- I think people um, or women are more inclined to help. You know, wh- whether it's, hey, let's just catch up for a glass of wine and I've never met you before, want to hear your story, um, that more endearing, more nurturing, and then what c- what can we do to help? Um, I think that they're, they're So it's genuine? Like they genuinely want to help each other? Because blokes want to sort of see what's in it for them. Yeah, and find a business card. <laughs> I think also, if you go to any networking event, it's so male-dominated that you kind of need – we mm. felt like we kind of needed this. And that's it. All, that's how it all started. So it started when we decided to last August um, just gra- grab dinner with the tw- twenty girls who had their own businesses. And then we thought, wow, like we had a hunch that this is we're onto something, and other girls wanted yeah. this too. So we decided to put it to the public. And then within months, there's now seven thousand members. Just because yeah. if you if we go to networking events, sometimes we're the only chicks there. What's great is that you can literally post in the group and say, hey, I'm at this event, who's here? And all of a sudden there's 10 of you all Serious? together. Yeah, it's amazing. Every event we go to is like, Magic. hey, any bitches out there? And they just all come together. <laughs> any bitches out there? <laughs> yeah, come here. Cool. Like <laughs> so do you, do you literally have big events where you all get together and uh, like have a big winding and have a glass of wine and have a mag or...? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. We had um, Dr. Elaine Steed from Blue Sky VC at our last one. So there was 200 women who turned up to the uh, the Bristol Arms rooftop bar and we literally, um, she went through what startups she sees is doing really well, um, what they do to get that first traction, to get that first um, bit of investment and then what's that next round, that A's and B's round, what they're doing, who's doing really well and at what point are they looking for investment and really smart structures to get that money and to grow their business. So, so it's a pretty serious, uh, that's, that's pretty serious. I mean, yeah. having someone like her speak, but it's also a. Uh, it's not a kumbaya. We're, we're getting shit done at the end of the day, right? You're rocking. <laughs> so you're not just going there to rock the joint. You're actually yeah. going there to learn something, and, um, and and people are getting something out of it. Exactly. So have you you experienced anything yourself out of it, Jen? I'll come back I've, to you in a minute. I met the fabulous Jane Lou. No. <laughs> um, no, look. To be honest, I'm not a social media person at all, and um, Jane's been fantastic along the way. Just going, hey, maybe try this, do this, do this, or you know, you're approaching this the wrong way, um, and giving really great feedback, and having somebody who's close to your business, who's a friend, and also you see every, you know, month at different events where you're learning different things. It's a great knowledge base to have. Um, then we've got, you know, there's anyone from PwC to PayPal to eBay. There's, there's women from all over the world. Um, our first event in San Fran had over 40 women a part of it. Oh, you've um, had events overseas too? Yeah. This, this is a glo- like a global yeah. thing? Yeah, in six months we're in San yeah. Fran, London, Dublin. Uh, we're about to launch in Hong Kong. Um, yeah, it's, it's just going nuts. Hang on, guys. Uh, I mean, nuts. Hang on, guys. Uh, how many men are in this room here? <laughs> <laughs> should, fuck this. We've got to do this someone else. What are we going to call ourselves? Apparently, uh, Sad men drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That'll do. Sad men drinking beer. <laughs> well, we might do something too. And then we could have a, like one big event together. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, our end of financial year is coming up and men Boys and women are bought. Yeah. So do, do you make, do, is it from, I'll go to you, Jane. Is this about making some money or? No, not at all. This is just literally. I mean, we've got we've got businesses that make money. We have jobs, you know. So this is purely just to um, give back to the community. Like I, I'm not. I'm sure for Jen too. Like we get. I'm sure you too. You get like a hundred people writing to you on a daily basis, huh. asking for help. And so I kind of tell all the girls to go to this one thing as well. So it 
kind of like makes sense to me. Actually, I'm to glad just... you raised it because you know that's fine. I was just thinking this morning. I get all these LinkedIn requests. I just keep people saying, oh, "I got this idea. Can I come and see it?" I can't see all the people. It's ridi- it's just impossible. And I was just wondering how I could deal with it without gut writing always back to people and say, "Look, I don't have time." Because that all that does is yeah. totally disappoint someone. Um, if you don't reply, it's just as bad. But then yeah, yeah. sometimes just start a group. I don't know what to do. And then speed date. I, I like speed date these girls throughout the events. <laughs> how, how do you mean? What does that mean? I, I tell them to all come to the event and then like I speak to them. Like I give them – because I, I have to go to the event anyway, right? And I would like to. So I go and just talk to all the girls who want to meet me at how the event. How did you find the actual speed dating event we did in February? Oh, that was intense. <laughs> <laughs> Explain me how that works. I'm, I'm curious. Oh, no, so, like they just like... I've never been to a speed dating event in the traditional sense so, either, so I don't know how it works. So we actually did have a speed <clears throat> dating where um, one girl like... Um, you, you're either A or B and the A girls sit, sit put, stay put, and then the B girls rotate. And then we had some, like, canned questions, like, just to get you get the ball rolling. But, but like, is it pitching or, like, some, like, you know, like, I'm an A and you're a B, for example, and you come, like, assuming I'm a girl, and you, you, you sit there. <laughs> you're you, you, job. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you sit there. And, you, what do you, what, what, and, you, and you're the B, but you, do you pitch, you say, listen, uh, Marianne, which is my girl's name, um, this is my idea, or this is the thing I'm having difficulty with. Can you yeah. help? Me? Is, that, is that what you're Yeah, talking? like what do you do? What do you need help with? And not just not just me as well, but also other girls who could be in this, who could have just started their own business, but they also, you know, have have their own experiences and their own wisdoms to share. But how do you know how to uh, pitch? Uh, uh, you used a very strict format, so we literally had a piece of paper going right. A, you start. You go right. This, I'm if I'm pitching right now, I'm I do skilled in one shift. Um, I can help with recruitment. I can help with um, strategy. I can help with trying to get investment. Um, I need help right now in um, social media. Um, I don't know what. Learning to speak French, so whatever. Do you, okay, do you structure that up though yeah. around Jen George? Yeah, and this so written down somewhere. I uh, no, you you need to come up with it. We send right. out the questions, and yeah, they yeah, need yeah. to have that structure before they turn up of what they can give back to the community and also and what, what they, they need from okay, the community. Okay, cool, that's cool. So this yeah. is a particular speed dating event, and but also like just because Jen and I go to the events, people come up to us. Have you ever been to like a like a university fair and everyone wants to speak to you, thinking you're giving out jobs? It's a bit like that. You get a little like group of like huddle of girls around you and then you like help them one by one. That's cool. And yeah. uh, and the feedback? Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, there's a few haters with the, way, the fact that we use bitches. Um, but they just... Done. But if you don't they're have... They're not like-minded. I'm going to so say, if you don't have haters, you're not doing it right. So like exactly. you've got to have haters. There's some people, experts at it. So, so oh, that's cool. That's, and how many... What's your like following, so to speak, now? Um, we've got 7,000 members yep. and it's growing. And for you. Oh, What's yours? My personal. Well, yeah. I've got 152,000 on my personal Instagram and I've got, we've just hit a million on our Shopo Instagram. What's Shopo? Um, it's an online fashion retail store um, and we target women 16 to 32. <laughs> and how do, what, what does that journey look like from you getting from zero followers to where you are now? What, what were the sort of things that you were playing with? Look, Especially I, the million. I'll, yeah. I'll <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, look, I remember like two, three years ago, I was looking at our Instagram account and looking at our competitors and ours was just nothing in comparison. Like we didn't have the right graphics. We weren't getting the likes. And it's really depressing to go to all these effort to take photos when you're getting like a few hundred, a few hundred for us is not much, like a few hundred likes. And so... A few hundred, I'd love to get a few hundred likes. <laughs> <laughs> you got a um, notepad up for this bit? <laughs> and it was just really like yeah. sad, but you, honestly what it took was staring at an Instagram account, being addicted to it, understanding how to use it um, like a real consumer and knowing like what they're looking at. So the, um, so... Quick background story, but Shopo started with no money at all. It was the whole thing. 
Um, I was actually $60,000 in debt when I started. Um, and now we're a, like a run rate of $15 million business. And so it's we started because of Facebook, using Facebook to market the business for free. And that was because back when I used to work corporate, I spent all of my time on Facebook. Like I, like, or when you supposed did to be working. no work. No, <laughs> I would alt tab anytime anyone walks by to a spreadsheet, but the whole time I was on Facebook. And because I knew the ins and outs of it, that's how we managed to kind of growth hack Facebook to build up a business. And then now that Facebook organic is dead, we're doing that with Instagram. And it's it's kind of the same principle in the sense that like, it's really just the answers are actually all out there. And it doesn't take, like, it, if anyone was just to spend a weekend just staring at Instagram, because it's not much to it, the answers are actually all there. Jane also does some YouTube videos on actually what she's done and how it works, which is quite interesting. So it's on a show. What's the YouTube channel? Show Pony, t- show Pony TV. Yeah, so. Show Pony TV. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So if someone's listening, I'm sure there's someone listening. Um, <laughs> if, if, if they're they're thinking themselves, how are they going to promote their business through Instagram? Yeah. Um, what? What? I mean, you're saying you know, stare at Instagram for a weekend, but yeah. like, well, give me some ideas. To- um, well, it's it's really about good content. And just to just to go back to that, so the re- the growth happened when I actually got my own Instagram account. When I started with zero followers, when our page had around 300,000. Our, our page of Sherpa. Sherpa had 300,000. I personally started my own account with zero. And so having, then Jane Luke had her, got her own. The lazy CEO, zero that's followers. That's what's called the lazy CEO. Yeah. Lazy CEO. So, um, and it's only when we had little, I had little following and if I, whatever I did, I could see the impact of it so much. So it was like a testing ground. And now that's got 152,000 followers, but having not many followers is actually an advantage because you can see whatever you're doing. You don't have to worry about stuffing up because if you screw something up, just delete it. It's a, it's a really good like testing tool. And what do you do on your, what, what goes up on your Instagram though? What do you do with that? You, I mean, obviously one, show posts about um, online fashion and what's, yeah. what, what are you doing? Um, oh, you know, just as the clothes I wear, the things I'm doing. You're, prom- <laughs> you're promoting the clothes? Yeah, I think like as a, as a personal ambassador for the brand. Um, so I always take photos. Um, so you're promoting, yeah. sh- you're promoting show posts? What Jane's yeah. greater is creating that personal brand. Like she is the lifestyle, she is the brand. So when somebody goes, oh, there's a photo of Jane Lou, it's wow, that's show po. There's cool clothes doing cool things. Like I, here I am at the yeah. podcast, you know. Yeah, you're hanging out, you know, Maui Champagne or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> some, some brilliant place. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I try to. <laughs> so how, how many, how, how often would you post? Um, on show, I post personally, daily, personally. personally daily, and show posts like 13 times a day. But I think wow. for anyone who wants to start a business now, like really you need Instagram. Only if your target demographic already uses Instagram. But if they do, mainly for B2C companies, like you should. It's the quickest, cheapest, fast, like I already said quickest, or, um, organic way to build up a brand. But I think also some of the th- tips you were giving was um, look look online. I think everyone always says that, you know, cat videos are the thing that everyone watches. Look online for what people are actually liking on Instagram and actually try and find ways that you can incorporate that style of content into your brand. So Do you have instant validation of what yeah. people like based on the number of likes and comments. Like that's what I mean that the answers are there. You can actually go to – if you go to a page of someone, a business that you aspire to be like and look at your page – a hundred percent. I like it's your page looks different to it, and what are the reasons? Just like you play spot the difference, and then you go to their page and look what is trend, what's working for them, and you're gonna have your own voice, but you can learn a lot from it. Okay, now uh, I'm gonna ask you two to turn your expertise. Let's assume we're in one of these um, what do you call them? A dating events? What do we call them? Speed, Speed dating. dating events. <laughs> and George, who's our cafe owner here, yep. successful cafe owner. 
I'll just get her to introduce herself. So, George, you just tell these are our experts. So, I'm now um, speed dating you with these two guys. Hi, Jen and Jane. You single? Hi. You look yeah. wonderful. <laughs> so, to, you tell me. So, you're the, you're going to tell them what you're, you're good at and what you would like to know about. Okay, great. Um, well, my name's George. I own Scouts Honor in Redfern. It's a tiny little box of a cafe that is awesome, and uh, we have currently three and a half thousand followers on our Instagram account, which is nothing compared to what you guys do. But um, I guess kind of a, a bit of a big deal for a tiny for a tiny cafe. Um, I think what we're good at is we're very much a local space. We've only been we're only open for about two years. Um, and it's all for us. It's all about our community. So I'm. I mean, I, I'd love to have a lot more followers, but at the end of the day, as long as I'm reaching out to the people who come every day, and, and getting, in your community, so yeah. there might only be I don't know fifty thousand people in Redfern. I don't. I don't. Wouldn't have a clue. But three thousand as a percentage of your community is probably a big percentage. Yep. One million of your community is probably a small percentage, relatively speaking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> relative in in regards to what you're talking about. So, uh, what would you like to ask them then? Oh, well, I guess I'd like to know how, I guess I can grow my brand a little bit more. Like Scouts is very much about the Redfern community, but we're going to look at, start doing some merch. And uh, I have another business also that I've just opened in Paddington called Morris. And it's very new. It's only two months old. And I guess I'd like to know. Where is it? In Tucked Behind, um, it's on Albion Avenue, 33 Albion Avenue, Tucked Behind Kofa, the College of Fine Art there, Mm -hmm. just behind Oxford and South Dowling Street. Mm -hmm. So what Instagram pages and Facebook pages should listeners be going and following? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they should follow Morris (laughs) underscore Sydney and they should follow Scouts. M-O-R-R-I-S. It's named after my grandfather. Cool. Um, And Scouts underscore Honour. And that one's at um, George Street in Redfern. But, yeah, so I guess... um, George. George and George. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. And our, our owner of our building's name's George as well, so it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess with Morris, it's uh, I, I always choose these spaces that are really tucked away. I know this, I've never choose like on the main drag kind of locations and I guess with Morris I would like to know how, what, what do you think guys I could do, especially since I have scouts as well, how I could kind of build that custom, like that online following a little bit faster or... Well, it sounds like you're already getting amazing foot traffic. How have you? I'm actually curious to how you've actually done that. Or is it just genuinely like good food, good service, and then just build up from in time? Yeah, I guess. I guess when we opened Scouts, I I wasn't. It's grown into something that I wasn't prepared for it to be. I thought I was just going to be making a few casual sandwiches and have like maybe two staff working with me because it is a really tiny little space. And now we've got eight staff in there every day, and mm. it's um. It's crazy. It's a little. It's chaotic, but it's fun. The and the staff are great. But um, I don't know. It turned. It just turned into this. I think. I, I, without realizing, I think it was just something that Redfern was desperate for. Mm. It was like they, were, they didn't. They didn't have this like little spot. It's, it's a very much of it about like a little community spot. Like the same people come every day. Yeah. And they come for breakfast and they come for lunch as well. Like I love that you truly believe in your vision and your values. And you, from the moment you walked into this room, it's very much a, this is how we operate. We're a team. We're a family. And this is how we're going to make it happen. And yeah. You, everything you do is, is that which is similar to Jane, which is fantastic. So it'd be great to kind of see if you bring that out through your social media as well to get that buy-in. Because yeah. I'm worried, like, right, when, when are we going, Jane? <laughs> we yeah, should like, totally this go. This is the story. Like, here's, yeah. take a photo of someone and here's their story. Yeah. And, you know, have a little spiel about them so people yeah. get to know their local barista and that kind of stuff. Well, that's, that's exactly what 
I've found recently, I guess I haven't, I didn't really think too much. I hadn't really been analysing the, my likes and the comments and that because I'm so busy. I yeah. have like two <laughs> seconds and it's actually like get a, get a picture of what, because our menu changes quite often as well. So we use Instagram a lot to make sure our, our customers know what's on the menu that day and what we're doing. But um, I've started realising that when I post a photo of my staff, especially because my staff are there every day, they're usually yeah. all full-timers and stuff, that the response to the pictures of my staff and the actual people photos are massive. People, yeah. our, our customers love it when I post a picture of like Jamie or like our barista, yeah. like Pat Pat or whatever, and they get really like, they get all lots of comments and everyone's like involved. So that's something I've really, And really you can like perhaps like get a, well. get a junior mm, yeah. staff if you don't have the time for it, but get someone to respond to customers who have checked in because you can look up people who have checked in mm. and that'll encourage them because if you're responding to them on Instagram, that'll encourage them to check in further and to talk about it. So, for example, for us, we if people hashtag Showpo, not only do we um, comment and tell them how great they look, um, but also it feeds into our website. So you can see, for example, I'm wearing this shirt, but then the website will have the model wearing the shirt. Underneath, it's me wearing the shirt from my Instagram and then some of our other customers wearing it then different shapes and sizes, styling different ways. And that gives like... Um, like that gives our customer like more insight into the actual product, but also if I if as the, a customer saw it, I yeah, feel like I'm kind of the yeah, and mm-hmm. I feel really kind of more empowered and more engaged. Yeah, cool, definitely. Like I, I guess what I'll take from this is that I need I, I can put okay, Instagram. I think was going well, but I can put a lot more thought into what I'm doing mm-hmm. at the moment. I'm. I'm also so feel so busy that I'm just like literally like, oh yeah, those photos are good. I'll yeah. chuck them up. But we are really also really good at regramming other yeah, people's photos. Right. And I think that people love that when you take a photo someone's posted and they've checked in at Scouts and posted a photo on their Instagram. And I steal people's photos all the time, mostly because I don't have enough time to take our own photos. And usually they have to be sitting on a table, sitting on a chair somewhere in the cafe for like 20 minutes yeah, for photographing perfect. their food. <laughs> so I'm really happy to use their very like good photo over our like really rushed one. And they Definitely, love it when yeah. you repost their photos. It gives them a little like, oh, cool, like a little kick. It's almost like a little yeah. free plug for their personal Instagram as well. It's validation that mm-hmm. they've done a great job and they'll come back and do it again. Yeah, yeah. and they do. And we, that, we get a lot of really like like good food bloggers who have a lot of followers coming back to Morris and to Scouts because we repost their photos and they love it when people repost their photos. And there's quick little wins like you should post like if you post from like 6 to like 11 p.m. I've heard of this. I've heard of these magic Instagram posting (laughs) times. I've heard of of these prime times to post your photos. I just post them when I have a second spare but I I, I would be interested. Is this scheduling tools coming out? I heard that you could do... Yeah, there are scheduling tools so you can always do that but sometimes that also takes longer than when it's already on your phone. Yeah. So I don't know. There is not... I haven't been able to find because I, that would be my dream, to have an Instagram Absolutely. account that I could just spend one afternoon a week planning my Instagram posts for the week. And oh, then, okay, yeah, it's Scheduagram. Yeah, okay, but yeah. I find that it takes a lot a lot of time you, to would, do that. Would you guys say that George might be at a point where she needs to have someone dedicated to this role? Um, probably not. And I think it's great. Look, I tell everyone to do it themselves because it's Instagram is so important. I mean, maybe not it's necessarily – not as important for your business, but I just think it's like such a good skill to have because at the end of the day, social media is going to be around forever. And then when Instagram dies, like the way Facebook has, you can apply those skills because the algorithms are different, but it's based on the same principles. You can apply those skills later on and you're never going to get away from it. So it's just good to have done it yourself and to learn. And like, you know, do it when you're on the toilet. Like you will find time. (laughs) That's that's an interesting point. Um, 
You're talking about, a, talking about it as a skill, and I don't think most people would take the view that it's a skill because they don't really understand the skill. Um, and they just sort of see it as a social sort of thing and they just yeah. around a little bit. And, and I mean, I follow lots and lots of people, weird people, just to, just to see how people use and interact with um, Instagram. Um, and I think that there should be some sort of course or somebody um, standing up and doing seminars and these sorts of things and explaining to people and taking through work, workshops. Does your group... Like minded bitches drinking wine, sure I can't does. Remember, I, yeah. <laughs> but you'd be surprised at how many people post stuff and go, "Hey, I need help with this," or "I'm trying to understand what works." Do you hold courses like that? Or? We don't hold courses. Um, or well, we did have an extra I was in event Brisbane, yeah. um, and so I caught up with there was a hundred Brisbane girls, um, oh, yeah. and we did a social media panel, which I was in, <laughs> and that, we had great feedback from that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But I think what's great for George is that it's better you do it because it's your brand is authentic. It's about being connected with the community and if you get somebody else to do it, imagine if I came and started taking photos. It's it'd, also very much clear different. when someone else is posting a photo, the style changes almost yep. immediately. Like I had, did have someone else posting some photos because I'm at Morris now a lot yep. um, for scouts and it's like, and what I'm really, I'm, actually, I'm a massive control freak, which is probably to my detriment and to my benefit. But um, I was always, straight away, I was like, oh no, I don't like, I don't like the way that one's posted. Mm-hmm. I, the whole look changes a little bit and it's really clear when you're posting them to someone else's has everyone has their own style and yep. I'm like, unless you get somebody th- who's like-minded well no it's even if you're like-minded like i feel like it's like the way you filter it's the way you yeah. it's changed like the, yeah. the kind of things you focus on the it's tone. yeah the yeah. tone exactly and i'm always like you know the fun i'm not as like artsy with my photo yeah. i'm more like this is this is meant to be a fun site and look yeah. at that, look how massive our sandwiches are yeah. um <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, squad goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to, can I ask you You said um, Redfern needed this. Okay. Yeah. Um, Paddington probably has a lot of uh, yeah. competition. So why did you go to Paddington? You know what? I I think Paddington needs this as well. And I think we're we're building. And I I uh, we've only been there for two months, and I feel like we've already created such a nice where the community. I don't think Paddington has a lot of little places that feel really like home. Like when you go in there and you know all the people's name, I don't know many Paddington places. I think there's a few other little places around that are doing it. But like we've already in the space of two months feel like we've got like this other little community happening and people are like, thank you for coming here. Like thank you, in, like in the, especially in the area that we're in. You're not in the main part of Paddington. Right? You're not no, in the, you're we're not, in not even. We're, I feel like we're barely, I call it, I call it, we're barely Paddington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're just over um, South Dowling. So yeah, yeah, we're literally yeah. on the cusp of Surrey. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, I I the space is just so it was perfect. It'd been, it's just so such a beautiful space. This one and Scouts is like we. I guess we wanted a new challenge. Scouts is like a, a roller door, um, kind of garage kind of vibe, and it's funky. It's great. Yeah, yeah it's 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 awesome. Yeah, and that's a, the weird thing is is that our crossover for our customer base and Scouts is so much bigger because of the College of Fine Art, and you have that real like art that transition. There's a lot of kids who live in Redfern who come who study at Kofa. And they come in and then we're also – but we're really trying to work – break down the old school Paddington residents who've been there in that area for like a thousand years. And, and they, um, they're really um, – some of them have been kind of untrustworthy and really hesitant to change in their area and they get really – They don't trust you, you mean? Well, yeah, they don't trust you, us, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like, and we're sort of like had that a really weird first month there of just like – we're good. We're good. We care about you. We're not going to, you know, have garbage trucks coming and collecting our rubbish at two in the morning. Like, we're going to do the right thing by you. Like, and so it's been a really, like, slow build in that trust in that area. But unlike Redfern, where we opened the door and literally everyone just came straight away. But, um, yeah, but we're sort of like, 
it sort of feels really nice. We're making like progress. People who were like, we used to walk past us and barely look at us in the first couple of weeks are coming in now and like bringing their parents in. And like, this is like, it's starting to feel like family, which is. Can I ask you, I'm curious, what did you do before? I'm a lawyer. A lawyer? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How old are you? I'm 32. So you're a baby. Yeah. So you're a lawyer? You're serious? it's my yeah. skin art. So, but so, so you're, you, did you work as a lawyer? Yes. Yeah, yeah and, I worked it. what made you decide to go into retail effectively? Um, I love food. Like I've always been food focused, even um, that, that we, um, oh, forever. I, I love eating it. I love cooking it. Um, but I guess I worked, uh, I thought that I wanted to do be a lawyer and I worked really hard to do that and I was, used to work a couple of years in, I've worked all over Westpac Legal in Minters for a little while. And then I um, used to get the shits with the people and this, like, the social climb and some of the, the small talk. And, sandwiches. and, oh. and the, you know, the, the, uh, that question that you always get asked at every, like, every social law gathering is, what school did you go to? And I'd just be like, seriously? like, What school did you go to? What school did you go to? What school did I go to? Yeah. I went to Somerville House, a private girls' school in Brisbane. Uh-huh. Very fancy. Um... So I don't know. I and I just I just go. I need to travel. So I'd go travel for six months, and then while I was over there, I'd just be like everything food. Like, and then I'd come back and work in a bar or a, a someone else's a friend's cafe. So or you something. do what you love. Yeah, yeah, I am, and it's the hardest thing I've ever done. So what did you become? Why did you do law then? Because I lo- I I did really. No, I did really good at school. I really enjoyed it. The study of law was like one of the most fascinating things like the actual degree itself was so interesting and I loved it and then the practice of law is a totally different thing Mm. I think that's the trap that everyone falls into because like Mm. especially because I went to a selective school and the only choices you know is to be a lawyer doctor accountant um sign there's just a few options right especially if you have Asian parents that that even limits your choices even more like doing something you have Asian parents (laughs) yeah. <laughs> this is radio. Come I on. know. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> um, no, and it's like, or like immigrant parents, I think. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what, you, you really, your choices are limited and it's literally all you know. And it's not until, I guess when you're traveling, so I have the same thing when you travel, you're kind of opens up your eyes. So you're like, wow, there's, that's not what life is about. Like mm. you go, you go traveling to discover yourself and you end up just going to like, get pissed every night and then you go to, like, backpackers and then for somewhere along the way you actually do and then you realise, like, you know, you question how you measure happiness and how are you going to measure, like, um, your life and then you realise, like, sitting in a cubicle isn't the answer. Jane has a really cool story about how she started her business. She was working full-time and I'm going to let you tell the details. It's a lot better. But uh, Well, I was working at Ernst Young Corporate Finance and then where, I... Um, where could you do In a bank or...? Um, Ernst & Young, EY. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just realised I hated my job. I just came back from like nine months overseas. Mm. And then um, I had a side business at the time, quit my job for that side business because I was like, I, one day I was just like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm just three hours more dead than I was and I haven't done anything. Like I'm just actually wasting away in between these cubicle walls. So I quit my job. And then within the month of working on that side business, my business partners didn't want to do it and that job failed. So then I, all of a sudden, in the middle of the, middle of the GFC, I had no job and my business has failed and I couldn't go back and look for another job because I, like, cause it was the GFC and I left in such a so long sucker's way, I couldn't ask for my job back. <laughs> and so I did, the only option was to start another business. But I was also living at home at the time with my Asian immigrant parents. So I couldn't tell them. Like, they were so happy that I, was, I had this great career um, 
in their eyes. Um, and so, so I couldn't tell them. So for the first six months, I would put on my suit oh my and I would just pretend to go to work. With so an I, empty suitcase. An I, would, empty suitcase. <laughs> I would have to get up early. And let me tell you, there's nothing worse than having to get up early than having to get up early when you are unemployed anyway. And I had breakfast with them. Sometimes I get the bus with my mom. Yeah, I'd carry an empty suitcase into like just to make it look more legit. And then just like, just hating life. Just like, what? how did I what get did, here? What did you do in your suit all day? I, I used to go to the, the state the library because that's where I would go back when I studied in year 12. This is um, in Sydney? Yeah. yeah. And then I would, um, I got a part-time job as a receptionist at a laser hair removal clinic and a yep. bitch of a boss who would, yeah, and I was, it was demoralising. It was, it was a tough time. What but. made you decide to take that next, that first step then to restart or starting another business? I had to. There was no other way. I didn't, couldn't think of another option. Necessity, the mother of invention. Yeah. yeah. What was that first step you took? Um, I found, a, found someone else who also wanted to do it yep. with um, a bit more experience in um, the fashion business and then got a supplier and then built a website. The whole, and just like like-minded bitches drinking wine, this business started over too many glasses of red wine. So I think that's where I get most of my good ideas from. Yeah. The red cre- wine. The creative yeah. juices. Yeah. <laughs> sure the What's amazing thing. is like uh, you all come from different backgrounds and different parts of Australia um, and each one of you has sort of got out then had a crack. Um, I sort of, and when you're talking about uh, cafes, I remember Jen George coming into a cafe that I go to every fucking day, <laughs> and uh, her father happens to go, and I didn't know it was her father, but um, do the she, nose and eyebrows not give it away? She, <laughs> she came up to me, and she said, "Oh, can I get a selfie with you?" And uh, the next thing you know, she's posting up on her uh, up on her Facebook or website. I don't know where she was posting, but yeah. I, and I just thought it was some person random wanting to have a photo, which sort of happens sometimes. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and she she's built this massive big empire, <laughs> and she was going around doing it to everybody. John Simon's probably get John Simon's. Yeah, too. John Simon. Yeah, she got everybody. Like, here I am with Mark Boris. Here I am with John Simon's. <laughs> <laughs> Invest in my business. <laughs> um, but but I I think it's fantastic that um, to me anyway, each one of you in a relative since very young. But you're smart and you all have a go. The most important thing is you're having a go at what you believe in. And it doesn't matter whether you, you know, conceive the idea over a 20 glass of wine. I don't think, I think it's irrelevant. I mean, the fact that you, every day in order to um, promote your own views, you know, your own beliefs, your own principles, that you would get dressed and carry an empty <laughs> bag to, to work and get, even get on the train with your mum or whatever it was, um, while you live at home, that's fantastic. I mean, they're great stories. And same, same with you, George, they're great stories. I mean, you were a lawyer and you went from, you know, hanging out in wherever, whichever bank it was. I think you said Westpac, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. I should know some of the in-house lawyers, eh? some of the girls actually. And, uh, and, um, and I can sort of see why you would hate it because it's sort of a pretty restrictive environment, particularly from a creativity point of view. There's Because, I, I mean, I know banks operate. There's no creativity. It's all about process. And by the time something, some good idea starts down there, by the time it gets to where it is, it's so filtered. There's nothing left. Nothing left. Zero left. It's all about risk management, compliance. Mm-hmm. It's never about the good idea. You should try working in risk management in a bank. <laughs> yeah. Done that. I can imagine. Well, I, can, well, I, I worked <laughs> at General Electric for many years and, uh, like, you know, the world's biggest company. You can imagine what well, that was like. Filter, 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 and there was nothing left at the end. By the time you got to the top, you know, by the time the idea got to the top, there was nothing left at all. It wasn't even worth doing, which is why nothing ever happens new, which is why they go and buy everything instead of ever inventing anything. They never do anything new themselves. They just buy everything that someone else has done. Which is actually good for someone like me and you and you and you because one of those big organisations one day is maybe going to take you out. That's going to be your exit plan. <laughs> when do you think, George? That uh, and I'm going to finish up with you, George. Do you think, George, that uh, you will have 
a franchise of more than two? Is that what your objective is, to have 10 of these or 20 of these or you just want to settle on two? What's, what's your plan? You know, I, I've ne- it's really hard because as someone who's very passionate about individualism and that, it's very hard for me to, for, like, to fran- think of my business as a franchise. I feel like as soon as you franchise a business, it loses some of its soul. And I love my, <laughs> both my businesses a lot at the moment. So I guess um, we've been approached for scouts especially to do that and I guess I'm just sort of like in the next six months sitting down and working out exactly. Because it's an arm wrestle. I mean, it is an arm wrestle. I mean, what does success mean? And given your lawyer training and probably the people you're exposed to in the lawyer training and the banking environment, you, there's going to be this thing pulling you saying, come on, George, we can do this. Yeah. Um, and you believe in yourself. We can actually turn this into um, millions of followers and millions of dollars and, uh, I mean, there's that arm wrestle. Yeah. Then uh, I guess though so, so for the next little bit, and this is my, my business partner and my partner in life, um, and we're just sort of trying to work out whether what direction we want to go and that's how it's sort of happening right now because I think taking on the second businesses, we're working really hard and we're like, okay, what's our end game for this? Like how hard do we want to be working in, you know, another two years? Um, and I'm meant to be opening a bar at the end of the year in, in Redfern, so... So you can't spread yourself too thin. Exactly. So... So anyone listening to this, that's, I think that's an important point, especially if your business is successful based on your content, mm. that's your food, quality, yeah. quality, <laughs> quality of content... Um, it's very difficult to spread yourself thin in that regard. And you could go mad too doing it. Like, you have to definitely either have amazing staff and you can relinquish control and have tr- at trust or you have to work out how those businesses can run on their, that's on their my own. my Instagram is the lazy CEO. Yeah. It's about doing less. But <laughs> Total opposite. Out. That's what was my point. You're, you're in sort of right down the other end of the – not at the end of the table, down the other end of the spectrum. Um, you're, you've got something else actually delivering it for you and uh, – which is more a marketplace-style business, which marketplace allow you to get economies of scale and actually get scale. Your business is harder to get scale. I think also Natural. figuring out what's success to you because it's interesting mm. when we talk to lots of different startups and businesses, some is, oh, I want to take over the world, some is I just want to make a billion dollars and walk away and sit on an island. I don't think you're the person that's going to go sit on an island. I feel like you'll get bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, figuring out personally what success is to you I think is the biggest challenge. Yeah, definitely, and it's something that I'm, I'm actually getting actively getting some life coaching at the moment, which has yeah. been an amazing experience to just to work out exactly because I've got all these tools now and I've got these great op- opportunities and I just have to sit and work out well, exactly what I, where I want to go with it. What's so, the next steps? Exactly. Yeah. What amazes me is that, you know, like I'm an old guy and you three young women working out uh, what you want to do, what, what you want out of your life and you're actually sort of making those sort of decisions. I don't like my job, like, which is what James said, I don't like my job and I'm going to go and do something totally different. When I was your age, I would be too terrified to do that. I mean, I worked... In very early stages, I worked in an accounting firm and a couple of years later I worked in a law firm. There was no way in the world I would have ever, ever left those jobs without having something to go to that was actually going to make the equivalent amount of money and it was actually going to get paid to me every week. I would have been too scared. And I come from an immigrant family too and part of it was that you're brought up to be scared. But you inspire people. Um, now. Like, no, but you, with what you've done and then in turn then we go and inspire like people of our, like the next generation to feel like they're not trapped to the like the career that they're not trapped to whatever they study or having to study a certain thing. So I think it kind of like it does trip. No, but you're down. inspiring me now. The three <laughs> seriously now to start thinking about things. No, 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 you are. So then that's an important environment. I mean, I know this is not like mine be just drinking wine or what it was, getting pissed drinking wine. So you're going to come talk at one of the events then? <laughs> <laughs> if you, I, I'd be Jen. I, I would, I would do that in a heartbeat for you. You know that. And Appreciate if you want that. me to come, I'll come, come along cool. for sure. And uh, but uh, it, it's sort of interesting that uh, this is a little community here this morning. But we're all sort of feeding off each other. And uh, I think 
people who are listening to the show feed off all of us and be nice if somehow we could feed back off them and get something back from them. And uh, But anyway, I want to say thank you very much. Jane, you better get back to uh, doing your 13 uh, uh, Instagram p- uh, posts yeah. today. And, uh, and I saw you doing it earlier. Uh, Jan, you've got your, your business to go to. And I know, George, you've got to get back to start making sure that everyone's delivering the coffee to me. <laughs> See you, guys. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Have a good day. This has been the Mark Boris Podcast. You can follow Mark on Twitter at Mark Boris and find out more at markboris.com.au. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.